The We Are Domination podcast reports and opinions are not those of UGA. This is not yet an official podcast of the University of Georgia. International We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dogs take the field at Bobby Dodd Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, and curb stomp the Georgia Tech Nats by the score of 52 to 7. And what a beautiful day it was. And that now leads to all time series in 114 meetings between Georgia and in Georgia Tech, that now is 60, excuse me, I'm sorry, 68 wins for Georgia to 41 for Tech with five ties. When I saw that 41 wins for Georgia Tech, I thought to myself, how in the world, how in the world did Georgia Tech actually get 41 wins against Georgia? I, I, to me, that says... At some point in time, Georgia Tech had to be dominant over Georgia. And I haven't seen it in my lifetime. When I say dominant, I'm talking like four, five, six wins in a row. You know, not two or three here and there. I'm talking about how how was it when were they dominant? How did they get 41 wins? So I had to do my research. Now, of course, I know we lost in 2016, we lost in 2014. We lost in 2008. And I know we lost in uh, the late 90s. So I'm going to look at this. I said, okay, from 98 to 2000, we lost. Then we lost again in 1989 and 1990. Before that, we lost in 1984 and 1985. Before that, we lost in 1977. Before that, we lost in 1974. I'm like, when was it dominant? Because I see these big 10-year, 8-year, 9-year gaps. When was it dominant? And then finally I see it. It was the 1950s. The 1950s. The last time Georgia Tech was so what, somewhat dominant over Georgia. So between the early 1900s and the 1950s, Georgia Tech had a pretty good run against Georgia. Well, no one day know when it was. I wasn't alive then. A lot of y'all probably wasn't alive then. So, yep. They're awful. They're awful. But you know what? And I posted on Twitter. And I posted my Facebook page. And I was being funny. But I was being serious at the same time. I posted. Georgia Tech has. A high school football stadium. And a high school football team to match. And that's my first time in Bobby Dodd Stadium. I. Don't know. How, okay, I do know how to get recruits. I do know I do know why they get recruits. They get they, they ain't worth about nothing. Because there's no way I'm gonna be a big time football player 
and go play ball at Georgia Tech. When I tell you that is a glorified high school stadium, no bias. No, yes, it might be funny, but no, like seriously. I've been in high school stadiums like that. The only difference is the end zones are closed in with seats. Otherwise than that, I could not tell the difference between uh, Georgia Tech and uh, high school football stadium somewhere here in DeKalb County or Cobb County. It is ridiculous. And then they only hold 55,000 seats. So Georgia is holds like 93,000, a little less than 93,000. So we almost double the size of capacity holding uh, fans there. That it was pathetic. But our dog showed out. We showed up in numbers. So if you got 55,000 seats at Georgia Tech, there was no, was no exaggerations, probably about a good 49, not 49, excuse me, 39, 40,000 Georgia fans. Because they already, already knew what it was. They already knew what it was. And what, what made it so funny was, I guess the moral victory for some of the Georgia Tech fans was, hey, you know, it was kind of close there in the second quarter. Delusional. Delusional. It wasn't close. Okay, the first quarter was 17-0. And the second quarter, we were just like, okay, having mishaps. Dominic Blaylock fumbles the ball. That's the only reason, that's the only reason why Georgia Tech got on the board. Because they had a very short field to go. And then, you know, gutsy play. They decided to go for onside kick. Then uh we had, had we had another fumble. All in the second quarter. So like three turnovers and on well two turnovers in, in the second quarter and an onside kick because the, the third fumble came in the third quarter. So with two fumbles and an onside kick recovery that went Georgia Tech way in the second quarter. That's why we didn't score the second quarter. It's it seemed close because we were making mistakes. It was nothing that Georgia Tech was doing. Matter of fact, Georgia Tech broke their own record. It's either 13 or 14 points they had in a single game. And when I asked Kirby about that, you know, how do, what do you think about Georgia Tech breaking their record for 13 or whatever, 13 or 14 points in one game? He simply said, good for them. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. Yes, good for y'all. You broke your record for most punts in one game. It wasn't close. And then this idiot they head coach decides when they score the touchdown, get all hype, get all excited. You know, he start doing push-ups for every point that they had. Look, man. Look, are you, are you kidding me? And another thing that I saw, I thought was hilarious. Every time Georgia kicked off, like a group of them got together on the sideline and started kind of like swaying back and forth, getting hyped. By the time the fourth quarter came, that little dance, whatever they was doing, was done. How many times did you get hyped? Because you're not driving the ball down the field no more. But back to the second quarter, there was nothing that they did. Nothing. Nothing at all. And do you know how bad of a football team you have to be? You know how bad 
of a football team you have to be to have three fumbles go your way. To have a, to have a onside kick go your way. And still lose on your home field by 45 points. That is terrible. Completely and utterly terrible. And I heard a coach talking about, you know, we're changing culture now here and this, that, and the other. And he started talking about how, you know, kind of had kind of had a close there against the number three team in the country and we're number four, but whatever. And, you know, we was just down by one score. No, you was down by ten. And we had some things going, just couldn't capitalize off of it. No, you were getting your butt your butt beat and you got some lucky breaks that you could not capitalize on because your team sucked. Okay? The box score was 17 points in the first quarter for Georgia. Georgia Tech scored one time in the second quarter. That was it. We scored 21 points third quarter and 14 points in the fourth quarter. And we took out Jake Fromm sometime in the third quarter. I mean, in talking about, you know, keeping it close there for a second, it was never close. It never had a chance. Like I said, if Dominic Blaylock didn't fumble that ball, they're not scoring at all. That's the only thing I hate about yesterday. We didn't shut them out. But that leads me into this. With this guy being delusional, this ain't the first time. He he was delusional earlier, well not delusional, being an idiot earlier this year when they played Clemson in Clemson. And I don't, I don't know if I said this on the podcast uh, as a big dummy in a moment for him before, but earlier this year they're playing Clemson in Clemson to hype your team up with your little gimmicks and stuff. They're working out with weights. Not, no, I ain't talking about running, jumping, calisthenics. Like real barbell, curls, weights. Working out with weights before the game. Like you got to be stupid. Who does that? You don't work out with weights before a physical competition. If you ain't ready now, you're not, you're not going to be ready. This guy's a clown. And he was talking about how he's going to change, he's changing the culture at Georgia Tech and bringing the, the, the players in that he need to bring in and how the roster was depleted and all this stuff. I wasn't hearing that noise last week. Your funky little quarterback was talking about funky. I said funky. Your funky little quarterback was talking about uh, THWG, the heck with Georgia. He ain't say heck. How you looking forward to a good game and how we improving every week and how we can play with everybody. He was so confident in himself after they beat the number 90, 90th ranked team in the country by two points. So, like, give me a break. You changing the culture? They're currently ranked somewhere in the, tw- the high 20s in, in recruiting. They have, like, 20 three-star prospects, which means they're going to stay average or below average. They're never going to be good enough to beat us on a regular basis. It is what it is. I don't care who you bring in there. It's just not going to happen. 
And so now I gotta get into one of my favorite segments. It's that time again. You big dummy. No, you big dummy for the moment. It's going out all. It's it's a crowded room. It's a crowded room and a you big dummy for the moment on this podcast. Because I'm putting in the, the, the Georgia Tech quarterback. I'm putting in the Georgia Tech coach who, by the way, in his press conference, that was 18 minutes, like 47 seconds, he never once referred to us as Georgia. He didn't say our name. Matter of fact, one time he said that team. You're gonna put you're gonna put some respect on our name, Mr. Georgia Tech coach. You're gonna put some respect on our name. He's in the big dummy of the moment for big dumb in the moment because he was doing push-ups, push-ups on the sideline. The quarterback. They got all hyped after beating the number 90th ranked team in the country by, by two points. He's in a big dummy for the moment. And, oh my goodness. Mm-mm-mm. This idiotic tech fan who I'm walking out, going back to my car, and this idiotic tech fan stops, looks me in my face and says, dogs on top, dogs on bottom. Get out my face, you idiot. It's been 20 years since y'all beat us on y'all home field. And it can be 20 more years before you have a chance to beat us on y'all home field. I don't know when Georgia Tech will beat us again. It's, it might be 10, 12 years from now. Like, literally. Literally. I just don't see it happening no time soon. Not with this talent level. Not with Kirby Smart there. It just ain't happening. And last but not least, in this room for dummy for the moment, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Do not get me wrong. I love animals. I love dogs. I can tolerate cats, but I do like dogs a lot. I love, I think all animals should be treated correctly and fairly with love. I don't believe in uh, any type of harm to, harm to animals. But those people are idiots. You know what they said? This is the Texas A&M game. When they showed Ugga in his doghouse, his insulated, climate-controlled doghouse outside from the rain in his nice, in his nice comfortable doghouse. He looks miserable. They should retire that mascot and let him be at peace. You guys are dummies. Y'all are the biggest dummies in the room for the dummy of the moment. So let me tell you about Ugga, who's taking care of our family down in Savannah, Georgia. Okay? This dog lives a lifestyle better than me. He got his own room, his own bedroom, not his doghouse. His own bedroom, uh, his own engineer uh, control, engineer design car for him. He flies on private jets. 
from to, to the to the away games. We gotta fly. He's on a private jet. He gets his own hotel suite on away games. He eats the finest foods. He's well taken care of. And I'm like, he's the lifestyle of a king. He is pampered 24-7. The best health care. He looks miserable. If that dog can talk, he will probably tell you to shut up. Matter of fact, he probably will bite somebody from people. So you got all of y'all. Y'all are the dummies for the moment. I tell you, the last regular season and the dummy for the moment went out with a bang. With a huge bang. You got to be kidding me. He's miserable. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. But moving on. Moving on. To the haters of the world. A college football. To the haters of Georgia football and the college football world. We've been hearing all this time, Georgia ain't played nobody. Georgia ain't played nobody. We got, we got number two best defense in the country. Georgia ain't played nobody. We only allowed one person to have rushing touchdown in 12 games. That has never happened in the history of college football. Georgia ain't played nobody. I said, well, we played Auburn. Man, Auburn ain't nobody. Mm. And some Alabama fan says Auburn ain't nobody. Now, that was last week. So, when I get to work on tomorrow and I talk to the Alabama fans, it might be a different story. Because that same team that put up 48 points on y'all and beat y'all in their home stadium, it was in their home stadium and they didn't score to the fourth quarter. I think I think our defense, well, I don't think, I know. Our defense is for real. It's legit. Now, we got a tough test coming up, but I'm not counting our defense out. I'm not counting this team out. Let me get to a little, before I get into next week real quick with LSU, let me get into a little injury report. So, those who watched the game, there was a, moment where everybody held their breath where DeAndre Swift stayed down was hurt and that's not good I mean we already tried to overcome James Coley play calling and strategy we don't need our best back on the ground hurt so Kirby did say he had some shoulder contusions going on and that he probably could have went back in if he had to but it set him out I mean they, they didn't need him not against, not against that high school team. They didn't need him. And so, he's hopefully he'll be fine. Um, if not, we'll, we'll see going forward. But the word is, is that hopefully he will be fine. Uh, a lot of you probably already know, but just in case you don't know, uh, Lawrence Kaiser, the graduate transfer wide receiver from Miami, he recently had ankle surgery, and there's a long shot. It's a long shot that he'll be ready for bowl games. So that's not that's nowhere near guaranteed that he'll be ready for that. But that was a tough break. And then uh, George Pickens, you know, like Kirby said, he's going to help George grow. And the players are not pleased. His teammates are not pleased with him, with his actions, because his actions hurt the team. You know, you got in a fight with somebody whose season was over. 
and you got more football to play. And we're trying to win the championship. So, uh, George Pickens uh, will be out for the first half of the LSU game coming up here on next Saturday. And one thing that Kirby, uh, going back to his teammates were disappointed in him and let him know, hey, you messed up. One thing that Kirby reiterated was about how players are challenging other players, which makes his job even easier. And that's great to hear about the leadership that's going on at UGA and the culture that has changed. So, very, very uh, inspired by that. But we got a big one coming up. We have a big one coming up. And we want to see... Well, I know how good our defense is, but we got to put some, off, some points on the board and keep our defense off the field as much as possible because you don't want to, you don't want the defense getting gassed and getting tired. So anything can happen, and I'm believing we're going to win until we don't. And I remember a few weeks ago, LSU versus Auburn. In, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Final score, LSU 23, Auburn 20. And you just never know. Any given Saturday, we got a great defense, built for a great challenge, and plus, with the disappointment of the past couple seasons, coming shy, being counted out, and now they put us as underdogs against LSU. And maybe, maybe, some of those players on that team who are still there still have a bad taste in their mouth from last year when we lost in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, last year against them. And we lost, you know, by a couple touchdowns. It wasn't good for us. So, let's see here. Let's see how this turns out. And so, I will never go against my dogs. I'm going to believe we're going to win until we not until we don't win. But I think that defense is up for the challenge. They hungry. They know it has to be done. I'm going to go with our dogs going back. Oh, by the way, 11-1. Yeah, 11-1 for the third year in a row. Had no doubt going against Georgia Tech to be 11-1. For the third year in a row. That has not happened since 1980, 81, 82. It's been over 30 years since Georgia has gone through a regular season with just one loss each season. I would love to say, I would love for us to win it all this year. I believe we're going to win it all this year, but it's only a matter of time before we are national champions again. I said it before on other podcasts, when that first national championship hit, Georgia, it's over. Shut it down. Cause you gonna, you gonna, we gonna see something we, we've been waiting on for a long time. But anyway, eleven and one yet again. SEC champions going to SEC championship for the third year in a row. And then I saw some on Twitter, and I sure hope he's right. A young man by the name of Sean Dion Hamilton, who used to play for Alabama. He posted on Twitter, you heard it here first, 
Georgia will win it all. Defense wins championships. You heard it from me first. That's what he posted on Twitter. I'm going to believe right with him. And I'm going to be the first one in Athens, Georgia, if we, by the grace of the good Lord, win the championship in 2019, I'll be the first one down there at the parade. Screaming my mouth, my brains off, my head off. Go dogs. Next week, December 7th, next Saturday, 4 o'clock, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Dogs versus the Tigers LSU. SEC Championship on the line and the right to go to the playoffs is on the line. My prediction, Georgia 26, LSU 21. Dogs win. That's it for today. This has been the We Are Donation Podcast. If you have not already, subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at We Are Donation. Matter of fact, if you, t- if you try to find me on Twitter, you got to type in at DogNation17, then the We Are DogNation uh, page will pop up. And this is your, if you are returning listeners, once again, I can't thank you enough uh, for listening to me from all around all around the world. Um, this podcast, because of you guys, because of Bulldog Nation, because your love for the dogs and willing to listen to me, I'm in 10 different countries uh, on this podcast, and I appreciate you guys so, so, so very much. If this is your first time, listen to the podcast, please come back. I hope I entertained you. I hope you got some out of it. I hope you just, just love hearing about the dogs. And if you're a hater and listening to it and you don't love Georgia and you're rooting against this, thank you for listening. My numbers still count. <laughs> anyway, have a great Bulldog day, a great Bulldog week. Next Sunday night, we'll be back December 8th. Ooh, wait a minute. Hold on. Mm. I might do it December 7th that night because next Sunday night I got plans. So maybe after the game. But you're going to hear from me next week. That's for sure. But until then, have a great Bulldog day, great Bulldog night, a great Bulldog week. And as always, go dogs. Sick them. Roof.